there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Well, what a game last night, wasn't it? Everyone was watching. No, it wasn't Man City playing Real Madrid, which was a good one at 1 1. What about the result? Partick Thistle against Queen's Park. Seven goals. The last one, Peter Grant, coming in the 98th minute. No surprise, Paul, the way the football's been going this season. When you see the Dundee game against Queen's Park last weekend as well, phenomenal end to the season. Probably that's why everybody gets a benefit for these playoffs. Barry, you've always said Scottish football in general, there's so much to enjoy and admire about it. Yeah, and it was some game, but I've got to be honest with you, Paul, um, I flicked between the yeah. two rooms <laughs> so and I was I. Yeah. more more watching, yeah. if I'm being honest, the Real Madrid and Man City game. But it was a great game. Listen, at 3-1, you're thinking Partick Thistle and me a great shout and then Queen's Park get it back to three each and then Big Graham up top, who's been unbelievable for Partick this season, pops up with a winner eight minutes into um, injury time. But listen, it's... The championship, granted, is working. It. It's anybody can mm. beat anybody, and some of the results you see. Yeah, but that that game, I probably watched about twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest, but it looked a looked a brilliant game. Peter, as you can see, was just back from some sunshine. He's looking at other that even in the sunbed. <laughs> I'm a bit yeah. old for that. Uh, Peter, who's going to come up? We'll talk about that in the next two hours. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Rangers fans looking at the rebuild. So some of the names being mentioned today. Carlin Grant, going to ask you about him at West Bromwich Albion. Barry knows about him. You do too. Uh, and for Celtic, we've got Callum McGregor will be on the show tonight. He's been speaking to Sky Sports about his nomination as the PFA Player of the Year, along with Rio Tati, Kyogo and Kevin Van Veen. So Barry, you saw the PFA team yesterday, seven players in it um, and three out of the four Celtic players. No surprise really for the players of the year. Yeah, the, the, I mean, I've I seen the team and obviously the, the four players that have been nominated. Um, I mean, I spoke about Callum McGregor, mm. Mr. Consistency isn't he? every yep. every single week. Um, Hitati, again, said um, I think he's been up a level or two this season. Van Veen, I mean, yeah. I don't know if Grant has seen his goal at the weekend because yeah. he was away, we had the oil on and, and wherever it was, <laughs> Turkey. Um, but what a, what a season he's had uh, as well. But for me, it's Kyogo, 30, 30, game, uh, 30 sorry, goals um, this season. I think he's the one that will just pip the three players that I've just mentioned. Yeah, well, we spoke about it last week and I don't yeah. want to blow my own trumpet. No, no, I'm going to say you said all four. You, well, got I, it, I thought, you did? I thought, yeah. it, you think that, well, Van Veen's been excellent, you know, and I yeah. think... You've got to tip your hat to Stuart Kettlewell as well. He's changed the system, playing someone with him at times. has allowed him to get more balls in the box and they've done it fantastically well. But you've still got to have someone in there to finish. But to score that amount of goals for a, a club like Motherwell, and that's been not disrespectful because you know what happened there before. We used to take a lot of the Motherwell players, Brian McClare, mm -hmm. you know. You used to see that Andy Walker. They all come to Celtic Park and done yeah. fantastically well for scoring the amount of goals they did at Motherwell. So Dixie Deans, if you go way well, back. If you go way yeah. back, Harry Hood, you name them all. Oh, Harry Hood, of yeah, course. All yeah. these guys, you know. So it was Wally Pettigrew was an outstanding strike. We're all going back, but Motherwell always had that. Sure. And then all of a sudden, Celtic or Rangers would come and steal them. 
you know, and take them away. But Van Veen's been phenomenal, and no matter, he's had an outstanding season. I don't think he'll get the Player of the Year, um, but as I say, he's been outstanding. That doesn't take anything away from him. What about the young players uh, of the year? There's going to be one of them. Here's the nominations: Charlie Riley of Albion Rovers, Leo Labada of Celtic, Malik Tillman of Rangers, and Matt O'Reilly of Celtic. Well, I've seen young Charlie Riley, and yeah. I've been very impressed with him. I've seen him last year, last season. I've seen him a couple of times this season. Every time I've seen him, I didn't know to be perfectly honest with who he was, but he's always impressed me in every game he's played in. Um, as I say, I think he's getting a move in the summer if I'm right. So he's got that opportunity to step up a level and see the quality that he has. So, but as I say, he's been outstanding and I've been really impressed with him. I've seen him. A bad is a, yeah. a strange one because he started ever so well. You know, not played a lot of games recently, but he's been excellent for Celtic. Matt O'Reilly was getting a bit of criticism and we all said that, oh, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. His position changed. His stats are phenomenal if you talk about stats of obviously setting up chances and opportunities to score and plus the ones the assists that he's already had. Tillman is a slight surprise because when you listen to the Rangers fans that come on here there's always question marks over him and I've not seen him live in the respect of that so but I think he's a good player whether he's played at the level to get into that I'm not so sure. And he's out for the rest of the season Barry so will we see Malik Tillman he's in there he's also in the team of the year as you saw yesterday. Yeah I've heard yeah. all the clamour yeah. about uh, Jota should be in instead of Tillman but it's a 4-3-3 and Tillman's playing in midfield and Jota plays in the three further forward yeah. I can see why people listen Jota's scored goals and he's had plenty of assists Tillman at times he's been really good but he's I mean I've said it before he's just not done it on a consistent basis Mark Ahara there but I'm you surprised I'm steady Tillman in that position I would have had Mark Ahara in there that's one player that I think St Martin and a whole has had a real good season but I think Mark Ahara has been a standout absolutely I think that's the position you should have played if you're picking that team yep. and you look at that and you say that's fair enough you go right through that team and say yeah that's a good selection and, and I've seen him plenty of times on TV but I've seen him live a few weeks ago when I was um, I was at Ibrox to watch Rangers at Mern and I, I tell you I watched him closely and he was head and shoulders above um, a lot of players on that pitch scored the two yeah, excellent goals right. I think one's up for goal of the season correct yep. me if I'm wrong mm -hmm. um, but yeah I, I think he would. He should be disappointed that he's not in the the uh, the 11 for the PFA team so from the four Barry who would you go for who do you think Charlie Riley do you know what see with the four young ones it's yeah. brilliant to see a league two player in there because uh -huh. normally you always see yeah. it's Premier League young players but sure. it's brilliant to see a league two Charlie um, he's got great pace he knows where the back of the mm -hmm. net is um, and the other three have been not played enough have been a bit inconsistent um, so well, who will I go for Leela Bada. <laughs> I'll go for Charlie Riley. <laughs> Peter, who would it be for you? I would go for O'Reilly because yep. I think he did do a hell of a lot in the European yep. games yep. Uh, for Celtic. And I think it went unseen because he was playing a different role within the team. And it had to sacrifice what he's good at for the, the benefit of the team. I thought he'd done it exceptionally well. When it, we'd had a question mark over it myself, mm -hmm. and he'd done it exceptionally well. For the women's, it's Emma Watts of Rangers, Jacinta Galabadarachi of Celtic, Kirsty McLean of Rangers, Shen Menglu of Celtic's women. You've said so, it very well. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, Jacinta. pronunciation is spot on. Thank you so much. But so, it's great that the ladies are getting, are getting looked at for yeah. doing the quality uh, that they're doing, you know, playing at the levels they're playing at and they're getting a mention for it because that, that's important if they want to grow the women's game. It's very, very important. Yep. What do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. A lot for the next couple of hours. As I mentioned, we'll hear from Callum McGregor. We haven't mentioned, we had Barry on on Monday night. Peter, your old club, 11 titles out of 12. 
How proud do you feel about the performance this season? I've just been delighted with them, watching them. It's been a pleasure. And as I said, they're probably, at the end of the season, not played as well as they have throughout the season. They've had a hell of a lot of really, really tough games. And you take Europe now, and, and people forget, Barry knows he played in a lot, how difficult it is to come back and continue to win and continue to perform. And as I said, a couple of injuries at times, you know, when players were missing and you have to get through that period. And they've done that exceptionally well. And to go over the line again, and as you say, Kyogo, another game, they talk about being yeah. quiet in the game, but his movement for the goal was excellent, you know. Big um, O for his goal, you know, gets in that box. And we've said that about him once he gets fitter. And I think that's where you've seen the benefit. We're talking about Rio Tati there. We talked about him earlier on. That's the benefit for him as well, because the fitter he got last season, because he'd played, I think, a season and a half continuous, didn't he? When he joined Celtic, so he didn't look as fit as the rest of the boys. But once he got his fitness up, it was just unfortunately for him, he got an injury at the wrong time. I think he'd have probably pipped the other boys for the player of the year. He was playing that well. Are they going to have to be better and at their best for the game with Rangers Saturday uh, lunchtime? What do you think, Peter? I think you always turn up to these games. Yeah. Paul, I've, I've been there. You know, Rangers were Rangers had won the league when we played them. And there was a year we were at Hamden, which was torturous, to be perfectly honest with you. And we ended up going back to Hamden and we beat Rangers 3-0. And everybody was saying it was a dead rubber and all that. Rangers played their strongest team, but we were determined. You know, there's no way they're going to whitewash us in the respect of that. You know, there was a couple of high draws, I think, that season in the Rangers victory. And they'd obviously been champions, similar to Celtic are. But we were making sure that that didn't happen that particular day. We won the game 3-0 that day. And Barry, it's going to be, it's always a big game, this one. We say it's the biggest derby in the world. So come, whatever, is it 12 o'clock on Saturday, uh, the league positions and all the rest of it go out the window. For Rangers, is it going to make many changes? He has to, he did well, last weekend. Well, he made five changes yeah. at the weekend there. And I would probably hazard the guess it could be round about the same starting lineup. Um, that's the ones that are in contract. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there'll be many changes for that team against Aberdeen. I agree with Grant. There's no such th uh, saying as a, a dead rubber yeah. in terms of an old firm game. Mm. Um, Michael Beale's come up against Celtic four times now. One in a semi, one in a final, one at Ibrox and one at Celtic Park and he's no managed to defeat them. So, he's got to have that hunger and so is the players about them because Celtic are coming as, a, as champions. I'm sure they'll still put out their strongest team, no doubt about it. So, Rangers need to at least go out the the, the season with, with a bit of a bang in terms of trying to beat Celtic and winning every remaining game until the season's over. Let's start to build it up for Saturday. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Rangers have signed uh, Ryan Jack in an extra year, Barry. So talk about that in a moment or two. What about the interest in West Bromwich Albion's Carolyn Grant? Well, he done very well in England for a period of time. I think Carlin was at Huddersfield at first and then moved to West Brom. Mm. Started like a house on fire, scored a few goals. Um, change of manager as it happens. Didn't play the same way and didn't get as many opportunities. And that had a little bit of effect on him. And I don't mean he's the same as Ruth, but he puts me in mind of that. He's got that work ethic, likes to get in the box. He's very similar to that type as Ruth was, you know what I mean? So, and you like Ruth. People yeah, do, I do. When, yeah. when he's fit. Yeah, when he's fit, yeah. yes, of course. And but as I say, Callum Grant was like that. He was always a goal threat, you know, and if you put the ball in the box, he knew how to finish. And for a period there, he was West Brom, he was hot property for them. Um, and the championship's difficult. And they were we probably a bit more direct, so the ball was in the box more often. And it gave him opportunities, because he's not the biggest, but he knows where the back of the net is. Barry, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I know of him and I just obviously checked up in the, the clubs. He started off at Charlton, then he went to, yeah. to Huddersfield. He had a few loans when he was at Charlton. Uh, lower league at Cambridge and Crawley, I think it was. 
and he had a first good season as Grant says there at, at West Brom when they signed him from Huddersfield but this year he struggled maybe that's a change of manager and sometimes as a football player you need a change of scenery um, there's no doubt he's a good player um, but it, it's okay as I keep saying it's okay signing good players it's, is he going to be able to handle mm-hmm. what's going to be happening if you come up to the west of Scotland because next season Rangers have to win trophies sure. well that's a one place Paul you hear all Rangers fans and Barry not talking about as well the number nine is massive for them. Oh, huge. So whatever number nine comes in there, he's got to come in with big shooters, but bad yep. as well, because mm-hmm. he knows he's got to miss chances. He knows he's going to get chances. He knows he's going to miss them, but he's got to be willing to get back in there to score again. So that takes a different type of character when you've got 55,000 mm-hmm. screaming at you. Mm-hmm. So it's the all-round package, as Barry says, it has to be perfect for Rangers because that is the position they will be questioned on. I, I think it'll be two number nines because by the looks at Sholak... I, I, I mean, the big man scored goals. No He's Oscar, about it, he? But I don't know if that's Michael Beale's sort of our type of player. Mm-hmm. And obviously you'll get a few quid for Sholak because mm-hmm. he's he's only a year into a four-year contract and um, you'll get good money for goal scorers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he would have... I, I, I don't think he would have been the number nine to start next season. I think Sholak would have been probably a backup and be a real good backup. But it looks to me if he's away, so... That tells me that Rangers need to go and sign a couple of number nines because Kemar Roof is still injury prone at this moment in time. I know he's over in Doha working with the, the specialists trying to trying to get back, but time will tell with him. But so it's a it's a a major position that Rangers need to get bang on the button. This came up Monday night. Kevin Van Veen is he? I, I would take him. Yeah. I, I would take him. No, as a no, he's not the number nine. Yep. But listen, he's thirty thirty one. He knows the game. He's technically really good. He scored 25 goals for Muddle. If you're going to get him for half a million quid, I think he's worth it. 750. But it's like managers and coaches, isn't it? Yeah. Because at a certain age, they think they're not good enough. He can yeah. still put the ball in the back of net. Exactly. He scored 30 goals this season in the Premier yeah. League. Rangers have got to think a bit domestically. Mm-hmm. I keep saying it. Forget sure. Europe and everything else. Yep. Score goals and try and win games here. Try and win a trophy. Would so you sign in Peter Grant yes. if you were the Rangers manager? Yes, I, think, yeah. I think a lot of people turn a blind eye to Scottish players. I mean, if you look, I mean, the, the three that spring to mind are Shankland, Nisbet, yep. Van Veen, and even Duke. You can put Duke into that. Mm-hmm. Duke scored yep. goals up at up at Aberdeen, um, and sometimes I think you, you get value for money here. And if Van Veen's going into last year's contract, I wouldn't imagine it would be a lot of money to, to prize him away for. Let's hear from Callum McGregor, one of the candidates for Players Player of the Year and maybe the football writers as well. He's been speaking about his nomination for the award as the PFA Player of the Year. Yes, it's always nice to be in the conversation um, when these things happen in terms of the the individual awards. But, you know, I think most importantly for the club to have three players up um, tells you the kind of season that we've had and it's, it's been really impressive. So, you know, good showing for the for the Celtic lads. Yeah, he speaks about his teammates Kyogo and Hatati. Yeah, two really special players as well. Obviously, you see Kyogo in terms of the numbers of goals that he's scored has has been phenomenal. I speak about it all the time how important he is to the team and and Rio sort of similar to myself. You know, being in midfield trying to create and and do a little bit of everything in the game and I think he's been outstanding as well. So you know, two um, really worthy nominees. Uh, that came from Sky there. We'll come back to that shortly. First caller tonight, it's Hugh is on from Lanark. A big uh, fan of Motherwell. Hi, Hugh. Good evening, Paul. Good evening. How are you doing? Hi, uh, yeah. uh, Barry and Peter. Hi, Hugh. As you can tell by the tone of my voice, 
stop trying to punch you in front of I'll yellow card both of them just now. But in some ways, I mean, what a season. What about his goal last weekend? Uh, he actually missed a few chances, a couple of chances on Saturday. But the one, uh, I, I don't know whether he remember Partez when they were playing with Francis and uh, Zinedine Zidane, punted the ball up to halfway line. Zidane just turned a turn on him. Van Veen done that on Saturday. And Ash Taylor just couldn't convert. He just rugby tackled him, brought him down. He thought <laughs> if he scores with that, that would, be, that would have been goal of the season. Yes. Uh, but it was it was unplayable on Saturday. The, the two defenders for Kilmarnock just could not get anywhere near him. And Tom O'Kilmarnock, they must be the poorest side that I've seen this season. Um, but again, I'm only talking about Kevin yeah. Van Veen. Outstanding. Yeah. Should, should be in that team of the year, without a shadow of doubt. For the way Mothers played this year, the way our season's been, and he still puts in 25 goals. What a return for a striker. And Yusuf sees it as well. 31-year-old, don't think so. He's shown, obviously, 22, 24-year-olds, 28-year-olds where the back of the net is. I long, agree. We agree. With the <laughs> <laughs> no, we agree with you. There's no getting away with that. And as I say, you can't hide talent and he's been fantastic. And as you say, playing for Motherwell, even the traumas I've had this season, change of manager. Um, I watched him a lot, even the season prior. I watched him a lot. And he was seemed to be a lonesome man up there on his own. He still got opportunities when he created them himself. We always thought he needed somebody around about him, a wee bit closer to him. And the way the t- team plays now, I think's helped him. But you know, say that since Stuart's come in, you know, more crosses in the box, more bodies getting forward to support him, all these things. But I agree with you, no matter what age you are, you know, sometimes they're the best strikers because they learn as they go along as well. The, the wee things, niches that you need to pick up, whether it's front post, middle, back, all these wee things. He's done that tremendously well. And as you say, he's scored all types of goals. So, yeah. fantastic for Motherwell. Yeah, you, you can buy a bit of experience, but I mean... I'm like you. I've I've seen him a, a number of times, but watching that game and at the weekend, some of his touches were ridiculous, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and and technically, as I said, 30 31, it's just a number. Mm. He looks to me, he, he looks after himself the way modern day sure. players do. Um, with all the sports science involved. For me, I, I think Muddle will struggle to hold on to him because um, if it's no a Rangers, I'm sure other clubs will be looking at him. Um, no doubt about it. It's that's harsh on Muddle. But I think Motherwell and, and Hugh understand that. Motherwell are a club that they can't mm-hmm. pay the big bucks in terms of wages. Um, and more often than not, when their best players do perform, they're, they're going to lose them. Hugh, they're speculating it could be Aberdeen. And obviously with your former chief exec up there, do you think that's realistic? I know you don't want him to go. Of course you don't. But of course you don't, but as Barry says, you have to be realistic as sure. a club. Now, even Celtic and Rangers are, are now selling clubs sure. just because of the situation sure. we're in. So, yeah, but I've already text flow and told him, leave him alone. Hugh, <laughs> uh, so, so, what's your price? What, what, what do you think he uh, is? What, what do you think Aberdeen or Rangers or whoever should pay for him? Well, definitely one and a half million. If you want a goal scorer, one and a half million for the amount of goals he's put in this season. If I was a Celtic or Rangers or Aberdeen or Hearts, mm-hmm. they'll put him out for one and a half million without even a shadow of a doubt. No, and I, I, I know agree. for a fact... I agree with you, but I think the I think the problem yeah. is when he's going into the last year's contract, the player as soon as he realises that, and I don't mean it as I say a disrespect to Motherwell, the bigger clubs come for him. He's going to put his feet down if he's going to get treble his money right away now at this moment in time in his wages because he'll be at that stage in his career. He's got a family, yeah. you know, what to look after himself. So all of a sudden you've got an unhappy player, and that's why you're hundred percent right. Yes, he's he's worth one. He's, listen, he's worth five million at this moment in time. He's worth ten million to Motherwell. 
you know, in the respect for the goals and keeping them up mm. and whatever. So it doesn't matter. And Muller will, will have their value. But that's the problem that comes in there. That's when we've got to be fair to the clubs. They get themselves in a position. You've got an unhappy player who doesn't want to stay. Yeah. Listen, mm. Rangers' prime example, Morelos, Kent. Uh, sure. End up with nothing. Massive mistake. We're going Massive. to talk about that shortly. But in terms of Van yeah. Veen, he's got to understand Muddle's been really good for him as well. Yeah. Because he was struggling down in England. Sure. They gave him the opportunity. He's come up here. And to be fair to him, he's produced a good, certainly, um, th this season. And listen, I think Muddle will try and hold out for around about mm. the million pound mark. Again, I would go and pay that. You'd yeah. pay the million? I would pay that for him. Well, you're guaranteed somebody's going to score goals. If Barry is at Rangers, we'll talk about that later. People <laughs> were on last night saying Rangers need someone like Barry. They want not someone like, they want Barry Ferguson, a lot of the fans who were on last night uh, to run the academy or whatever to be in there. Um, but Hugh, what's going to happen this weekend for you? Final word before the break. You're at St. Johnson. You confident? Uh, build. The problem is that's sometimes your bogey team up there, but I, I, you've got every faith in the team just now. You can see the way yeah. we're playing. We're playing with a lot more confidence. We've passed the ball a lot quicker now. Yep. Um, apart from, I think, about 20 minutes on Saturday, we were, we were really sharp. Look at look at the start. We had four minutes goal, and it could have been a, a, a couple more after that. Mm -hmm. I know Van Veen got chopped off offside, but it's just, I think the confidence in the team is running right through the team, and the supporters are feeling it as well. And that, that's the main thing. You're backing everybody. Scoreline. Uh, <laughs> well, I've, I've got to go for, I've got to go for, a hopefully, another clean sheet, but if not, a 2-1 victory is. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks, Hugh. Great call there, Motherwell fan. He was actually really good, wasn't he? He's not, he doesn't want Kevin Van Veen to go. But who would have thought that three months ago, Barry, we'd be talking about a million pounds for uh, any Motherwell no, player? I've always liked him, Paul. Yeah. He's always stood out. I, I know um, Kettle Wells changed the, the way they play and as Granty was saying, people are getting closer to him and I think that's brought his game on even further. But... You could always see technically he was he was excellent and he knew where the, the back of the net is. And I think he was just realistic. That's that's what happens if one of your players is performing at a high level. There's going to be clubs um, circling round about that player. Sure are. Peter Grant is here. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney. 0808 17 17 700. Or you can join us uh, on the socials as well at Go Football Show with some comments. A lot of chat last night and this morning about Craig Moore who was on last night and he produced this moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was his main, main contribution last night. Oh, oh, I heard it this morning. On the and I knew show, right away who it was. Did you? Yeah. Honestly. Uh, he yeah. likes that. Mm -hmm. Did he ever do that with Rangers in the dressing room? Yeah, quite mm -hmm. a bit. <laughs> That's the best he spoke. <laughs> Do you prefer Andy Walker to Peter Grant? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's Any, Andy then. Anyone to be no? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, he'll be back with us on Friday night. He'll be on the program because mm -hmm. Barry is. Uh, yeah, indeed. Well, 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 caught James last. I don't know where he got it from. I heard it this morning in the breakfast show. They were loving it, Crofty. And <laughs> Gredo, he's back. James needs more to do, doesn't he? Executive yep. producer, yep. for he sure. Yeah. Well, he's got his Callum McGregor, and we'll hear more from him in that interview because he's, he's one of the players and nominated for the PFA Player of the Year. We spoke about that earlier. Uh, tonight, AC Milan against Inter Milan, who is going to be, well, we'll not find out till the next <laughs> leg, but it should be some game, Peter. But it's incredible. Sancero, that you're saying yeah. the last time was it 10 years ago they mm -hmm. played each other, yep. and they were saying it was a one and away goals. 
bear in mind that exactly. both of them play in the same stadium. For sure. You know, that, that yeah. shows you how close it'll be. I think it'll be the same again. It'll be a close one again. But listen, it's talking about a player there, Giroud, everybody oh. wrote off, you know, with France, everything. And he's been excellent for them and he's done phenomenal for them in this tournament as well. You know, he's one of the top goalscorers, isn't it? And that shows you how well he's done. And yet again, we're talking Each. about all the strikers. That's what I'm talking about with Giroud and the fact that he's still doing it at international level as well. It's crazy that he was getting criticism or, or some people weren't sure if he was good. He's played at the top <laughs> level his full career yeah, and he's scored goals everywhere he's, yeah, everywhere he's been. He's a, he's a top, top centre-forward. But, but he won the league, as I said to you, Paul. I went to yeah. watch him at Tours. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Montpellier. They get promoted and Tours finished second in the second division. He went to Montpellier who won first, he finished first. They went up into the main league mm-hmm. and won it that season. Wow. That's what he done. I mean, his goals, yeah. and that shows you people are starting to say because he doesn't look a typical French float. He's no yeah, Terry sure. Henry, yeah. you know. But his goal scoring and his numbers, as Barry says, is phenomenal. You know, and whatever team he's went for, he's represented him exceptionally well, and he's not a bad looking guy either. <laughs> We're talking about the tournament <laughs> that everyone wants to be in. And last night, of course, uh, Real Madrid won, Man City won, Vinicius Junior, and we saw him in Glasgow just well, what six months ago. And Kevin De Bruyne, he's back at well, he was never off form, was he? But Barry, how good is he? Oh, Everyone he's... spoke about Haaland beforehand and he is amazing. Yeah, he was quiet Bruyne, but yeah. listen, you're going to get games like that but De Bruyne, is, he's just a fantastic midfielder. He's just, he's caught that absolute inch perfect um, but it was a brilliant uh, brilliant game last night. I mean, Man City were dominating um, and then just um, a breakaway from Real Madrid. Modric obviously involved in it with a wee flick round the corner. Your favourite. Uh, yeah, he's... That's why you've got to tune into these games. Some of these players are just um he's top notch, um, Modric, even at his even at his age. What is he, 37, 38? Mm-hmm. But then they break away and they score a brilliant goal. And then I thought Real Madrid were better in the second half. And then obviously De Bruyne comes up with that uh, special strike. So that'll be a cracker next week at the Etihad. But many times we said that about Real Madrid. Yeah. They look as if they're out at, you know, but they never panic. Yeah. All their best players remain in control. They know they can trust they've got somebody like Benzema. Yeah. You know, so when the game's going away from them, they stay calm. And we said it against Chelsea when they played Chelsea. We said it against Manchester City when they played against Manchester City. They were getting run over. But all of a sudden, they produced. And they keep doing it. I fancied Manchester City to win the game last night, even though it was in Madrid. And I just thought, oof, I wouldn't have been betting against them even coming to the Etihad. Bringing it back to Glasgow, what do you think Ange Postacoglu is thinking when he watches that game last night and what's he learning from it? Because his team played them twice this season, did well, but not well enough. I was at the game at home and out here and I I thought they played very well. Mm -hmm. Big chances at big moments. That is the difference. The big chances at the big moments, these teams take them. De Bruyne gets a chance. Everybody talks about De Bruyne strike last night. The layoff of Gadogan. Just perfect. Don't even take a mm-hmm. touch. And it smashes it. And, and that is the fine line. Yep. It's not the, the great cross or whatever. It's just that wee touch to set him up. He knows the player's running on to can strike it. Because you know you'll not get that split second. And they're the moments that show you the difference between the top, top level players. So yeah, he doesn't need to break strides when Gundogan sure. lays um, it across. He's just bang straight on. And, and when you come up against Real Madrid, if you get one chance... You have to take it. Mm-hmm. And that's what Man City had done last night. In terms of Celtic, yep, they played well. I think he's got to go about it. If you come up against the top teams, yeah. I don't think you can play the way that you do in domestic. I think you've got to tweak a few things. But you think Celtic, he will? Because he always says he won't change. Um, no, I don't think he will change. That's just the way that he, he, he plays. It's clear to see. Um, He'll just get better. Mm-hmm. That's but what I was going to ask you. Are the players better now? He'll we'll just get better. Be better. For, you yeah. know, because a lot of them haven't even played in a uh, European game, never mind Champions League game. Yeah. 
you know, they miss big chances at important time. We say that about Mieda's chance right after half time, you know, yeah. to put them 1 0 up. And it doesn't matter who you're playing, sure. you know. And then Madrid came out once they score, you know, and it was a bit of misfortune with it. I think it was the first goal, you know, and then all of a sudden you just see the quality they've got because they know when they go in front what to do. They can see the game out because you've got top quality players who can take the ball under pressure once they're in front. But if Celtic go in front in that particular game, it'll be interesting. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. The great thing for me is they've went all the way again to the semi-final now. They could go to the final, who knows? But then that's what you're up against. So you know your marker. And a markers are Real Madrid. They're top quality yeah. players because Real Madrid played the strongest side at Celtic Park. Yeah. So but they never they, panic, do they? No, they don't. They don't. But, and yeah. so against the, the top, top quality sides, mm. Paul. So it's, it's not embarrassment for Scottish sure. games because as a completely change when you're playing against Real Madrid, for no disrespect, playing Ross County on the Saturday or the Sunday to go and play Real Madrid on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. It's massive, you know, massive quality player and that is no disrespect to anybody else, but that's fact. And you've got to be able to try and to bridge that gap. You have to take it. Barry says they half chances you even get. Even a half chance, you've got to take it and you've got to think you're going to have your best game ever. Sure. The difference between a, a good team and a top team is they don't crumble. If they're under a bit of pressure, they just stick to their, their game plan. And that's what, what happened last night. I thought they were under pressure for the first yeah. half hour. You're thinking at any stage Man City can score here. And then what, they just sit in and they're really compact and then bang, a couple of moments of quality, they go a goal up. Callum McGregor was asked today not about that but about Celtic in general with still looking to get the biggest points total for example to win a treble but about improvement that's what he was asked about today. I, know, I think you can always improve um, collectively and individually you know that's that's the challenge is, is to try and get better every year um, you know even if it's 1% 2% of your game that you're, you're trying to always maximise and and get the most out of and, and that's the environment that we want to set in, in terms of trying to get better as a team that means that the individuals have always got to push themselves as well Well Celtic are 20% better if you're talking about the 20 boys in the first team squad and not put a percentage in yeah. improve their game by a percent they are up 20% if Celtic's performance rise by 20% it's going to be a hell of a performance that's come up next season and they know and that, that's what's drummed in you in there that when you become champions only lasts for a couple of weeks I keep saying it it lasts for a couple of weeks you've got to go and do it again. That's the expectation. You've got to win the trophies, you've got to win the Cups, eh, sorry, the league. That's what you've got to do. Then you've got to do well in Europe. That's the next step you've got to take. But the one thing you have to remain focused, and Barry will say the same, we spoke about it before, is you come to Saturday now. Forget about being champions last week. You don't win on Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday against yeah. Rangers. You get a bit of criticism. <laughs> that's the way it is, you know, and that's why you've got to get into that game. And as I say, there's no dead rubber, such thing as dead rubber. Yeah, like you said, another huge game. Um, we go there full of confidence, obviously, in, in terms of being crowned champions. So, you know, we've, we've got that on the line. There's, there's always pride in these games and, and they're always big games. So, you know, really looking forward to it. Barry, yeah. In fact, we're, we're banning that phrase now, the dead rubber. OK, that's gone. <laughs> we won't say it anymore. Uh, how are you feeling about Because normally at this point of the week, you and me are going, right, OK, X number of sleeps to go. It's different. But you're beginning to get excited for the game? Yeah, listen, no as excited if there's something on the line. That That's yeah. the, the problem. But listen, it's a day before it, you'll start to. I'm just disappointed with the, the season. Rangers had a, an opportunity a couple of weeks back and they didn't do enough. It's all good saying that uh, they were good between both boxes, but where it counts is how you defend your box and in the opposition box, are you going to be ruthless enough? And that's what Celtic have been in the last couple of... Old firm games, have you watched them? Um, I don't think Celtic have been at their best. 
Well, I don't think Celtic have been at their best for the last four or five weeks. But assigning a good team is when you're not performing at your expectations, you still find a way to win, and that's what Celtic have done. And they've done that. But listen, the interesting thing for me is the one that we said shouldn't have been playing, which is if he'll not be playing, and it means that Michael Beale has got to change his front line. Yeah. If he's not going to play Morelos, and we thought he shouldn't have played in any other games. And people can say what he's done in the past. It's not but done in the past. They get a manager sacked in the past, really, to be perfectly honest with you. And he didn't turn up for his work. Giovanni. Yeah. So if he doesn't turn up, he's not available for his work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, and he's not turned up a lot of games. Let's be perfectly honest, because he's not been fat enough. And now everybody's seen that, and everybody's coming out and saying what the game he criticised him for, criticising him for. So the bottom line was, listen, Rangers club, football club's bigger than any of them, and always will be. Celtic football club's bigger than any of the players, and anybody that comes through it always will be. So you never lose that. But you don't ever let anybody disrespect when he disrespected his manager. And I think he's let the club down. And I think the manager's got to make that decision now that he's not going to be playing on Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see what his lineup will be because we were saying he probably maybe I couldn't have, or shouldn't have played in the other games. Mm. So if Rangers are successful on Saturday, will people point the finger and say, oh, he should have done that two games ago? Yeah, I think he's going to go with Sakala through the middle. The only problem with Sakala is he's not a natural goal scorer. What he's got is genuine pace that that could hurt Celtic with Kobayashi and Starfelt because Carter Vickers not there because he's out for an operation. Um, but it, I mean, I think Michael Beale made it clear in his presser that um, Morelos will not be involved. Ryan Kent wasn't even in the squad. Nope. Um, I don't know whether that's an injury. Um, I, I'm not mm. too sure. But I think going forward, the remaining four games it will be people who are in contract, so he can have a close look at them and then make decisions going forward. Peter, eight or nine months ago you were criticised heavily by some Rangers fans when you criticised Morelos and you said, but he's letting the club down. Rangers are bigger than that. Were you? I know you were away for a few days. This is what the manager said about Morelos after the game at the weekend. Well, I think you saw a difference when Alfredo come on in terms of energy, uh, not a positive difference as well. So uh, I think, yeah, we're, we'll need a focal point to the team for sure. Antonio's not fit at the moment and, and Alfredo's obviously going to be moving on. So I thought Fashion and Rabi gave us a different type of front line today. I thought, because I missed him just there, I thought, again, it was nice to see Yanis Adji get some movement after being out for a year. I thought he had some nice touches. I thought across the whole game, we had some passages of really good play, but we have to be more decisive if we want to if we want to feel at ease at the end of the game. Because to be fair to Barry's Aberdeen team, they're organised, he's got them going. They've come off seven wins, five clean sheets, and they come here today and they try to stay in the game. And they had a couple of moments on the counter where we need to do better as well. Peter, you were right. Yeah, listen, I understand Michael Beale's mm -hmm. position because he probably never had another striker available. Yeah. But I found a way. Because I think there's better, I think there's goal scorers within the group. As I said, we spoke about Scott Arfield changing the system slightly, all these sort of things, which you have to do. But I look at Gio, I thought he let him down very badly and cost him his job, really, the bottom line was. And that was the thing at the time. I don't think he should have pulled a Rangers strip on after what he did and not been available for that big European night for Rangers because they were going fighting for a Champions League place and he wasn't available then. So he should never have pulled the jersey back on again. Barry? I, th I think when Michael Beals, I think this is the way he's looked at it. He's come in and he's looked and he's thought to himself, he's only striker that I've got available. How can I fire him up? Can I get my arm around about him? He's tried. It's happened in a couple of games. Um, in a, another few games, he's he's no uh, performed. He's known, I think, since he's come through the door in November, Michael Beal, that he's he's not going to be there. 
And then when you look at the squad, you've got Riff who was struggling with injuries. Sholax had this calf problem for a number of months. He's only recognised number nine and he's had to maybe play a game and trying to get him fired up in a different way, but it's just not happened. And I think, listen, overall, when you look at 124 goals in 230 games, yeah, sure. something like that, mm-hmm. it's a no bad return, but I just think it's came to an end, like say Morelos and Kent, you shake their hand and you let them go and you part your ways and you move forward. That's what Rangers have got to do. It's as simple as that. And it's Many trophies did he win? He won the title and he won the Scottish Cup. And how long has he been here? Six years. So and he's the, be- yeah. he's the best forward at Rangers, but... But, that, but what I'm saying is, yep. big games, 124 goals, right? Where's the big games and you scored then? Is that all down to yeah. him? No, no, but I'm saying, if you're talking about that, yep. it was to McCoy. People used to, didn't like McCoy. They won one nothing, won trophies after trophy because of the striker who kept himself fit, scored goals, run about for his team. This guy let everybody down. If I was a supporter, there's just no way. I don't care what they done after that, after letting us down in that particular the game. Fans loved him, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, but I, I can't, I can't see that because Cholak was scoring goals and everybody was saying he wasn't good enough. He'd scored eight in whatever many games yeah. at that particular yeah. time, and I'm thinking this boy's working his socks off. He's got getting goals. You know, at the end of the day, okay, he's been unfortunate with probably injuries. Yeah. But I'd be interested to see him because we talk about goal scorers. And it, some people say some of these link plays no great. Barry's talking about, um, what do we call the big fella? Sakala. Uh, yeah. no, no great finisher. Cholak's a very good finisher, mm. you know, and he's proven that. So at the end of the day, if you create chances for him, is he your goal scorer you maybe have inside your building anyway, but you're letting him go? So you're thinking, that must be a very good number nine. I, I just look at Cholak and I'm not sure if the manager if he's yeah, his type no, of I agree, player I agree with that listen the big man's return in terms of goals you, you can't argue absolutely, with it you, you cannot argue with it one thing about him is as I said maybe he's not this fancy link up player that comes and looks good but when the ball's inside the 18-yard box, the big man knows um, the, where the back of the net is. Quick break, you can speak to Barry and Peter, 0808 17 17 700. And we'll ask Barry and Peter for their teams for this weekend for Rangers Celtic. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! It's Wednesday evening. That means Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Peter Grant with us this evening. Tomorrow night at the same time at five o'clock on the programme it's going to be Stephen McGinn who will be here and Andy Walker tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Stephen, what a poor result that was last night for Falkirk, wasn't it, Peter? And Barry. I mean, a big disappointment against Airdrie. Yeah, it was, but Airdrie are a good side, yep. Paul. You know, and they, they can always score goals, but I've liked the way they've played. Um, great credit to the manager there he's in there a young man taking his first job playing as well and done exceptionally well so I've seen Airdrie as I say a few times Falker will be disappointed because obviously the cup competition that'll be a blow to them and then get into the league match, the, sorry the playoff game thinking they've got a chance let's put something right here or keep, listen the big thing about playoffs is keep yourself in it mm-hmm. uh, and they think it, I just think it's got away from them now Barry the oh, I, I couldn't yeah. believe it Um I hope he's not cursing me because I text him the night before <laughs> and wished him all no, the best. Yeah. Uh, and look, Grant is right. Uh, Airdrie are a, a decent team, but in saying that, so are Falkirk. But oof, they won 5 0 at, at half time and then they get their goalkeeper sent off. They get a couple yep. of goals back and then they lose that 6 1 um, towards the end with a penalty. Listen, it. Uh, you'd never say never, but it's going to be a, it's a hard ask for, for Falkirk. Is it hard when you do well in a cup? And then it comes to an end, uh, and then you're out. No, but you're, you're still, still you're yeah. still in the playoffs. You still get things to mm-hmm. play for, Paul. Um, you, you can't allow yourself to feel sorry mm-hmm. for yourself. 
that was that was tough on them the the semi final. I actually thought Falkirk played quite well in the semi final. I just thought yeah. Cali Thistle were more ruthless um, in the forward areas, but. That's a sore one for Falkirk and Stephen last night and um, they'll need to get an early goal. I mean, I'm, I'm talking first five or ten minutes. They need sure. to seriously put the pressure on Airdrie and then you never know. And what do you think about, well, you're both former managers of Aloha Athletic. Uh, Barry, I know where your thoughts will be. Aloha winning 1-0 last night against Hamilton Ackies. Are the Ackies going to... What do you think? Come back? I, I, I don't... I mean, it's a been a tough tough season for Premier League two years ago yeah it's a tough tough season yeah. they're, they're a young team John's got a young young team there and if you look at Alawa's squad they've got a bit of experience yeah. a bit of know-how I think that's going to be tough for Hamilton if I'm being honest with you Peter yeah I'm the same and it's great for John he's, he's, he's a fantastic kid and it's great that he's got an opportunity to work there but Brian Rice a very good coach mm-hmm. and I'm delighted for Alawa in the respect of that you know I had a lot of fond memories there and mm-hmm. as I say it's a fantastic result for them you know so I definitely think they're in the driving seat, you know, and we're just hoping that young boy King, I heard he collapsed during the game yeah. last night, so I'm just I hoping he's fine. and hoping that he's going to be fine, you know, so that was a bit of a scare, and it just shows you there's more things important than football. Yeah, I signed Adam, um, yep, yeah, he was at Hearts then down to Swansea and they come up with Dundee United, um, I signed him, but I, I seen the um, after it and the, um, on the internet that he was fine, he was conscious, that's as it was fine, it. he was walking about after the game, so that's good to hear. That lets you know that's yeah. the biggest result of the night, then. Certainly, did you check with the doctor, Dr. Linus? <laughs> <laughs> Barry and I both been in Lanarkshire during the break, we were just remembering the, the doc. Um, so, Peter, what about um, where else? Well, down the divisions, who is going to come up? What do you think? Well, it's Dumbarton. Well, Peter said yeah. it's the lowest he's felt after a match in his career, and he's played a hell of a lot of matches now. 6 0. He said it was terrible. He said they were really poor. He said if anything went wrong in the game, it went wrong. Right. Um, yep. So that looks as if it's obviously yep. no, no. And listen, yep. to be fair, I've mm-hmm. seen Annan a couple of times. And I've been impressed the way they've played, you know. And so fair play to them. They've went there, and as I say, it's been a tough period for Dumbarton because mm-hmm. the injuries have picked up at an important time. Uh, it was really difficult for them for being in front. And as you say, when you lose six 0 it's the, the biggest thing you go into that one is to try and win the next game. What are you thinking about Clyde? Good result. Last great result. One nil at East Fife. Yeah, great result because I thought I've seen East Fife against Stirling actually a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, and I was very impressed with you them. See everything. You know, yeah. well, you keep, well, you keep yourself busy out sure. there watching. Yep. You know, and so I went to see them, and I was very impressed when they tried to play Alan Trouton playing the central deep line midfield player, the playmaker, but he used to be a number ten, and he's got young boys in the wide areas who I, I thought caused problems. So. I don't think that game's over yet, you know. I don't think it's over yet, that's for sure. Barry, one of your old teams, of course. Clyde, you still got a soft spot. Yeah, well, you can never yeah. say never in these playoff Absolutely. games. Yeah. I mean, it's so close between um, both teams. Um, obviously, Clyde got that decisive goal last night, but listen, it's still all, all to play for. Um, that, that's another one. It's, it's too hard to call. Mm. They're, they're very, very equal in terms of the, the abilities of both squads. It sure is. What are you thinking for this game this weekend? We're heading towards it now, aren't we? We can talk about next season. Got my team down you ready. got your team ready? I've yeah. had to have think you, about is it. Is that right? Your Celtic team as well? You got it? Um, <laughs> oh, is it Celtic? <laughs> <or Clint? laughs> uh, there'll be no Celtic fans there on the day. We need to get this used to this, Peter. Oh, or is it going to change for next season? Well, they're, stand, yeah. they're still standing outside Celtic Park celebrating. Oh, championship. Did, I remember they? I told yeah. you that one round yeah. about Christmas I said they could have given the banner then but you didn't believe me yeah. you know what I mean everybody was still panicking I told yeah. you before Christmas you did indeed yeah. he's getting it right <laughs> right Barry will you give us what's your Rangers team Gorham Butcher <laughs> <laughs> let, let me just check right here <laughs> 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 alright uh, and goals 
Young McCrory, back four of Tav, Tavernier, Golson, John Souter, Yilmaz, midfield two of Lundstrom, Raskin, and f- front of them a three of Cantwell, Arfield, Scott, right up front, Sakala. Okay. Do you so, left Davis out there? You left Davis, Davis out And Davis, Aye. yes. Put Souter in. Mm-hmm. They're not, it's not been a great few weeks for him. So, many changes is that from Saturday from the, the start? Um, there's so, two changes. Matondo? Three changes, sorry. Three. Okay. Give us it one more time. So McCrory and McCrory. goals, Tavernier, goals and Suter, Yilmaz, Lundstrom and Raskin. Mm-hmm. In front of them, a three of Cantwell, Arfield and Wright and up front, Sakala. Peter, what do you think of that team? And will you give us your Celtic team? It's got a little bit of yep. pace about it. I see what Barry's trying to do. Yep. He thinks he's going to get into the spaces down the side of the Celtic centre-backs because he likes that bit sure. of pace to turn them round. You know, if they can get the ball, that is. You know what I mean? Or if they can play forward with no pressure on yeah, them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, See, I understand the reasoning behind that, that. There's only one player in that team that's out of contract. Which one? Is Scott Arfield. Scott Arfield, of course. Mm-hmm. And you'd keep, would you keep him? Scott I would Arfield. keep Scott Arfield. Yeah. See what you've got to yeah. be caref- careful of, and I don't know if Grant will ag- agree with me. It's obviously known that Rangers need to do major surgery and, and build a new squad, but you've got to remember, you've got to keep and expe- I don't think you can buy experience and it's the same as players it's the same as managers as well I think a lot of managers get like, put to the side because of their, their age and same with players I, I find and I think guys like Scott Arfield and Ryan Jack and I know Ryan Jack's had a few injuries but I don't think you can beat a bit of experience and as long as these guys are fit and able to compete for a place next year I think guys like that you've got to keep about Rangers I don't know what you think Well you look at that team I'd say he's the best finish on that team a country mile. Yeah, yeah a country sure. mile. So you've got to have a one to pitch because where are you but, going to get your goals? You need to score to win. But Michael Beale hasn't started him much when it counted. I mean, Rangers fans thought he would play more after what he did against Aberdeen uh, yeah, I, at the end of last I year. I know some people might think about I mentioned Lowry as well, but yeah. he's been he's had an injury for a, a while and then obviously yeah. um he had a bit of personal issues as as well. Um so I, I would like to have given him a wee mm-hmm. go because I, I think he's got the potential and the ability to be a future Rangers player but yep I'm going with that yeah, a wee bit of pace to hurt Celtic at the bag <laughs> <laughs> he keeps hoping for that you know what I mean Peter uh, what's your team well my team well, and young and Kim, <laughs> well mine's can go the same year yeah. off every week you know uh, nowadays you know John I mean? Harrison was telling me he bumped into John Fallon the former Celtic goalkeeper who of course is one of the Lisbon Lions I was with him uh, you, are you with I was there as well? Big Billy. Um, oh, brilliant. A little night there. Well, a couple of Saturdays ago at Bells Hill. Um, Fantastic. Oh, when yeah. They built, the statue. It was a charity. Yep. So it was in at Celtic Park. And it was up with John on stage just answering questions. And it was great Lantar's to see him. Jim, and Jim, yep. Jim Craig was there also, oh, you yeah. know. So mm. Tom Boyd. So it was lovely to speak to him. You know, fantastic stars. Yeah. And people remember them forevermore. Absolutely. So, your well, Celtic is, team? Listen, uh, yep. you know the way the manager talks. It's not an end of the season game. You know what I mean? That's for sure. So I'm going to go for Hart, Ralston, Starfelt, Kobayashi, Taylor. Right, I'm so going to go for no Mag- change. That's yep. No change there, McGregor. So that back six rates itself. Mm-hmm. Middle of the pitch, I think he may make a change. I think he maybe leave Matt out and go with Moy. I Why? Think I, no, I don't know. I just think he thinks he's just going to get a couple of games in now. And I think Matt, he maybe think, well, okay, we're away from home. You know, he can play with the extra midfield player and spring it, spring it round a wee bit. You know, make it strong in there. Uh, so that's the only question mark really is Moy and, and O'Reilly and then I've got Jota Kyogo and Mieda and only one I would put a bad in but maybe the manager's thinking maybe his time's up maybe he's given him the last few moments I don't know because they're talking about him going or whatever yeah. 
But I like a bad pain. I think Maeda's never let himself down, but I like a bad as goal threat. I think he's got a fantastic goal threat. I know Maeda's work ethic and his goals, his positional play to get in at the back post is great. But I think a always gets a goal. He scores with his chances, you know. So he may be look at that, but I think he maybe start with Maeda because it's away from home. Barry, powerful. The Celtic lineup. Well, that's um, you take uh, Kobayashi out and you put. Carter Vickers in that's probably well no I would say that's Celtic's strongest team yep and, and the reason why I'm saying this Rangers team is these are the guys that are in contract if they want to go forward with Michael Beale well they need to go and at least get a result against Celtic or show something who would you fear more fear's maybe the wrong word Barry but if you were you know you sometimes joke and say oh I hope Abada doesn't play or Maeda would you rather Celtic play start with Maeda or Abada no, I would rather Celtic start with the strongest team, if I'm being honest right, with you. Yeah. Mm. Yep. You know that bothers. You don't want I mean, any excuses. Want, yeah, exactly. yeah, you yep. want Celtic um, to go full strength. And as I said, the, the team that Granty wrote down, and I think they are at full strength apart from um, Carter Vickers. Mm. And the thing is, probably that's what sums up the season. We're saying we go with the strongest team. There's a piece of paper between all the players. And that is the difference. That's what we've said for the start. Out of the 22 players that Celtic have, Everybody can get and do a job for the team. And that's what the manager, great credit to him, has built. You know, And that's a responsibility the players have taken because we keep mentioning the manager, which thoroughly deserves. But the players have done that when they've went on the cross the line. Hag Sabanovic has done fantastic. I like him better on the left-hand side because he comes inside and uh, he's always a goal threat coming in like that. And then when he plays on the right-hand side, I just don't think he's got that wee bit of pace to go on the outside. You know? So that's why I would go with that. That's our one. We're back. 0808 17 17 700. We're back after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. And we're just three weeks, three days away. We're never more than two <laughs> weeks away from uh, the old firm. Yep, three days away from Rangers against Celtic. 12.30 kickoff. It's on Sky, so no doubt Andy Walker will be on. Well, he will be. He'll be here tomorrow night. Uh, so Rangers Celtic, Saturday, 12.30. Three o'clock, Aberdeen against Hibs. Dundee United, Ross County. Kilmarnock against Livingston. St. Johnson against Motherwell. And St. Mirren against Hearts. It was Celtic's weekend, the doubles so far. Ange Postacoglu savoured the moment. Yeah, look, we've got a great opportunity to make this season really special. Uh, like I said, we've worked hard to get to this point and it's great to win the two trophies. And now, you know what, we, we want to win a third. And, you know, I want it for the players, I want it for this football club, for the staff, because um, it's a reflection, I think, of the team they've been this year. He said, yep, his team is relentless. Yeah, look, it's it's not easy, you know. It's um, You have to put everything into this. It's a great responsibility. Um, anytime you're, you know, any manager knows... Yeah, the responsibility you bear, but particularly at this football club. And um, 
you know, it takes a hell of a lot to, to get to the point where we are and massive effort from everyone. And, uh, yeah, you do. You get emotional because you, you, you understand what's going into it. So the two, the big two meet on Saturday at lunchtime. Michael Beale, a win at the weekend against Aberdeen. And then afterwards, he spoke about the rebuild on for the new season. <clears throat> that's what we're striving for every single day. That's, that's what we're busy away, uh, looking and planning for next season and seeing now, assessing who should be on that journey going forward. You know, our home form up to now with two home games to go in the league. I think we're unbeaten at home in the league, so that's good. Our away form since I've been back in has been strong. As I said, it's it. The, most most of our problems are not between the two boxes. Our problems have been we've had we've made mistakes at both ends of the pitch, and it's clear that if you want to go and be a successful team, you can't make the amount of mistakes we've made previously. But let's just move forward. And uh, look, I think we we we've got four games. We want to end strongly. We'll have a nice summer, and we'll come back stronger for sure. Peter on Ange Postacoglu and Celtic the players themselves do you expect to see much change in the next few months how many yeah I expect a few to come in Paul I don't mean wholesale changes no. in any shape or form but I think you'll need that freshness I think that's always important we keep saying that we've spoke about it because we've both been players in our career there's nothing better when you're in pre-season and there was a quality player there to try and raise it because you want to tell him show them that you are half decent you deserve to be there and I think that was always important when you'd won things especially. I think it's so important. And the manager touched on it. He said he wondered what they were going to be like this year. And he got the answer. They're going for the treble now. So that's the answer he wanted. But it's interesting listening to him talking. He's talking about what we were talking about with Morellas and that earlier on. What they're representing. They're representing all the staff. They're representing the club. They're representing the supporters. All the players. That's what they're doing week in, week out. Callum McGregor spoke about not himself will be getting mentioned for the trophy the player of the year he spoke about the two other Celtic players Kyogo and Hatati. so they don't get carried away they talk about the next game's the most important one they talk about the next trophy's the next important one they talk about their togetherness and we know that's a lot easier when you're winning things but it just shows you the way that even listening to the manager must be speaking and I know the players will be speaking like themselves they don't need somebody to tell them that but when you've got the figurehead knowing what you represent but not just doing it to curry favour doing it for the right reasons. And that's when I go back to the thing about the Morellas thing is once he lets the club down, I'd have been interesting to see if it had happened across the road. If it had happened at Celtic Park, I've got a funny feeling what Ange would have done. He's not going to have it, is <laughs> he? I, I, don't think, I don't think it would have been, yeah. not, not, not the way that was done. Yeah. Not the way sure. that was done. I don't think that player would still be there. That's the difference, I think, at that particular time. And I know Rangers were in a slightly mm-hmm. different position because they had no other striker getting into a, a multi-million pound game. Mm-hmm. But he still didn't turn up. He was. It wasn't there for that game, so that's the difference. So Michael Beale wants to do what Ange Postecoglou has done at Celtic. Um, Barry, what is going to happen? Do you think for the new year, for the new season, is Michael Beale going to, and the, the the director of football or academy director, whatever they call it, is, are those two different roles? What do you think is going to happen? Because John Bennett has made a lot of changes in the last yeah, six weeks. Half. What yep. do you feel about things? Are they beginning to? It, it just sounds as though. They talk about Alec Ferguson um, at Man United, Martin O'Neill that time at Celtic, um, Dick Advocate, Walter Smith. Walter Smith ran the football side. Is Michael Beale going to get that chance and to have somebody there with him that can deliver? Well, I, I think ultimately it will be Michael Beale's choice. I, I think he's quite happy doing it just now, Paul. Have, yeah. have you listened to him? He, he's a man that's going to be, he's identified the players he knows who he wants to bring in to strengthen the team. And I think he's in, he's going to enjoy that role. Now, further down the line, he might look at bringing somebody in. I, I think it is important nowadays to take a lot of the, the the stuff away from a manager in terms of they can go and, and, and 
negotiate with a player, negotiate with a club. But I don't think the manager wants to do um, that sort of stuff. Um, but it's there's a hell of a lot of changes, and I think it's good for the club because change it either works or it doesn't. But I think it's going to bring a freshness, a new bit of energy into the club. And I'll look forward to what's going to be happening um, in the summer in terms of the playing side of it and what's going to be happening behind the scenes. What did you make of Todd Cantwell's comments about next season and how um, it's going to be a bit different? Was it the Hungary he talked about or whatever? Surely that's a given, but... Yeah, the hunger in the dressing room will be yeah. real. Yeah, well... Well, that means... Well, what? it should be real just now. You shouldn't need to wait till next season. The hunger should be there. It's... Simple as that. I can't explain it any mm. any better to you. When I see things like that, that annoys me. If I'm being honest, what would you say then? A lot of people came on last night. Craig Moore said you should be uh, with the club at the heart of the club back there. Now we'd hate to see you go here from Go Radio. It's the last. <laughs> it's the last thing we want. But what, a lot of people have been on tonight as well on the social scene. Barry Wood, what, what 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 would tempt you back to Rangers to work alongside Michael Bull? No, it- in terms of the the. the I better not say youth system because it's academy systems now they're called there's something I'm passionate about I come through um, I come through it and I always look at young players coming through at Rangers and I I watch closely and the thing that I don't see enough is yep you are getting one, two, three, four players coming through but I'm not seeing players coming through and when they get into that team you stay in the team and that's what I want to see going forward No, a player coming in and you see him for a game and then you don't see him for four five games then he's involved in the 18 he's on the bench Rangers need to be producing players because there's a lot of good players in Scotland um, and I don't think it comes down to coaching them really and making them better players yep that's a part of it but also a part of it is mentally as well preparing these young men for what's ahead of them when they, when they reach the first team when you get that chance to go and train I've done it Granity's done it um, with, with Celtic when you get the chance to go and train with that first team you need to stand out like a sore thumb yeah he was 17 the game yep. Rangers Celtic I trained on with the, the first team when I was 15 just on 16 I was 8 stone soaking wet <laughs> um, I'm playing again I'm training with guys who I've played three, 400 games but I had to yeah. go and show a wee bit like, did I get flung about all over the place mm-hmm. yeah I did but I, it was like it was amazing to me to go and do that and, and when you get that opportunity it's not about just being a good player Paul when you make it at, at big clubs there's a lot else that's needed. So there was reserve football then, wasn't there? Yeah, there's there's obviously the academy side of things, which I don't like, I'll be honest mm. with you. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think when you look at the academies and you, you look at if they're 10-year-old, 11-year-old, and then they go into the full-time system, they're playing against the same people as they were five, six, seven years previous. And I, 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 don't really, I don't really like that. No. I, look, maybe you can say I'm old school, but I, th- I think the reserves at the time... I don't know if, what Granty thinks about it. When I was 16 year old, I was playing beside guys like Ian Durant wow. as my teammate, Ian Ferguson, if they never played in the first team. But also on the flip side of that, I was playing against guys, whether it was at Aberdeen, Hearts, Dundee United, guys who hadn't played in the Saturday but were playing with a reserve team that had played 250, 300 games. I just didn't learn for the people who I was playing alongside. Yeah. I, I learned for the guys I was playing against. Yeah. And I thought it was a brilliant upbringing for me and I, th- I thought that was a, a massive help to my career going forward. So you were a young player and you were up against, say, Hibs, reserves. Well, and Paul it's somebody, Kane, I'm just... Yeah, somebody sure. comes yeah. out, uh, Aberdeen, 
Brian yeah. Grant. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I yeah. could go on and on and on. Yeah. Listen, I, I think there's a place, listen, I'm passionate about um, young guys coming through, but I don't think we see enough here enough players coming through and when they progress into the first team you don't see them week in week out when you get into that first team I want to see young 18, 19 year olds get into that first team 11 and staying in that you've got to earn the right but I want to see more of it and I don't see I don't think I see enough of it Peter? Let's not kid ourselves on your reserve team football when we even we were young there wasn't even eight old men in it Let's not kid ourselves. There was about two or three. Is that right? Yeah. So you get players. maybe the goalkeeper because right. there was no yeah. sub goalkeeper. I had yeah. Peter Latchford in goals, for instance. Yeah. I was only fifteen. Peter was a goalkeeper. Um, that Mike Conroy, guys like that would be maybe playing the reserve team if they hadn't played sure. in the the Saturday. Peter Latchford who played in the Bernabeu and Celtic. But then Absolutely. it was yeah. the rest of the younger ones. Oh, young yeah. man, and everybody thinks it's it was fully old men. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. And Barry's right. You were playing against guys that played in the first team, whatever, which was great because you knew their names, and it was the first time you were up against them. So, the biggest problem we have now, and I've said it for a long time, is we've got 25 first-team players, all senior players. We're talking about the Rangers getting new players in. We're talking about Celtic getting new players in. Young Vata's done terrific when he's mm-hmm. come on in the games. Yeah. A couple of great balls. Great in it. Yeah, yeah, he has. He's done terrific in a few, couple of games I've seen him. Whether he gets in consistently, that's up to him because I don't think this manager's just going to give you a game for the sake of giving you a game. But it's so difficult when you've got 25 players that's already named to break into that. For me, I still go back to it. I think there's too many substitutes. I think during COVID, I understand 100%, mm-hmm. you know, but there's too many substitutes. Would you go back to three? Yes, maximum. Barry, Barry would you? Yeah, I, I do think it helps. Up here, certainly, it helps um, Rangers and Celtic. Yeah. Sorry. And, the, and the, the, yeah. the teams with the bigger budgets. Sure. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Sorry, Peter, I jumped in there. No, no, yeah. but not even yeah. saying that, Paul. If I'm the manager and I've got to make five subs, mm-hmm. I've made the wrong choice to start with. Do you buy that, Barry? Would you say if you? Do, do you know what I was interested sure. about last night, Paul? Yeah. Guardiola never made a sub. Mm. Discuss. Never that's, made a sub. It's a good point. Yeah. Because the game isn't about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, that sure. game, that's game on. Sure. Real yeah. Madrid versus Manchester City. He never made a substitute. Post the Coglu to stop. I'm saying the quality. <laughs> yeah, but you will do it, Barry. You know, but you know you've got to think about it a wee bit more, don't you? Because you're thinking, if I get an injury back there, you've got to think about your subs. I used to look at the opposition's bench first to see who they'd on the, the subs bench if they'd three them. Has he got a big one on there? Mm-hmm. If they go out six to eight minutes, Rafa Benitez when he was down at England at Liverpool, he was six to two minutes. He'd make a sub. Yeah. If we were beating them. He'd be putting an attacker on then. He'd be putting a defender on if they were winning. So you were looking at their substitutes. That was the way you'd done. But not with five, you'd be sitting, for, well, half the team will get changed yeah. and they can play anywhere. Yeah, but I think there's too many substitutes that these boys won't get an opportunity because the clubs carry so many players mm-hmm. now. See, see, in terms of your system, I, I forgot about it and Granty makes a brilliant point. See, when you say, oh, what was it like in your time? And we're talking about reserves and automatically they think, it was I was playing alongside 10 first team players <laughs> they do but I wasn't I was playing against I was playing with a few guys my age one or two below my age three or four above my age and guys who were left out maybe the 18 for the first team in a Saturday it wasn't fully absolutely um, guys who 11 players who had played three, 400 games um, but yeah. going back to it I say I'll say it and I'll, I'll back what I say I don't see enough players coming through well, and playing week in, week out. You'll, I don't be, you'll, see you'll have a story as well, Barry. You've <laughs> talked to me making my debut against Rangers 
I was supposed to be playing against Adrian in the reserve game. Really? Yeah. And I got a phone call to come in. Broomfield. I got yeah. a phone call to come into Celtic Park an hour early, and didn't know what it was. Got into Celtic Park. Bobby and Jimmy, Bobby Lennox and Jimmy Johnson, God rest them, they were walking past and started smiling at me. But it wasn't that. I was just nervous. But when Ren Davies said to me, "Listen, this is only words he said to me. If I didn't think you could do it, you wouldn't be playing." Bear in mind, you're hardly been training with the first team. Davey, yeah, he yeah. went. If I didn't think you could do it, and I stayed in the team predominantly for that moment in time. You know what I mean? So that's all he said to me. So I was coming, starting for the reserves that morning, that, that afternoon, and all of a sudden I was playing at Ibrox, make my debut. But nobody had got that chance now because you've got 25 players already travelling with the first team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the point I'm trying to make. And also yeah. as well, like I look at it as well, and it's happening quite a lot. We, we had jobs, you probably had jobs. Absolutely. As an apprentice, you do your, three, uh, your two-year apprenticeship. And whether you're, you're with the first team, you're still doing your apprenticeship. Mm. You're still going and doing your jobs after it, and, and I think that's um, that's life skills. That that's that's them making you work. No, you're not just playing football. I mean, it's brilliant that you're out training, kicking the ball about lunch, out kicking the ball about training again in the afternoon, working on stuff. But then after it, it's you're rolling the sleeves up and you're cleaning up. You're doing all sorts of stuff. I think that's a great thing. Hey, it was tough. Yeah. Never. Uh, Get into Ibrox at eight in the morning. Get home what seven at night. You get in the train. And that's a back proper. To aye, but you're yeah. you're doing what normal guys would do. Sure. Yeah. It's an apprenticeship. You've got to do it, and that just worries me that that that's not happening as well. And I understand people going on about the world's move forward and what well, they say HR stuff and and whatever. No, it's, I've got a gripe against it. I think if you're a young player, you've got to learn the ropes. Yep. Um, and it was. Uh, Character building. That's what I kind of put it down to as well, where just a guy comes straight into my head, Archie Knox, I used to have nightmares about the guy just screaming and shouting and blah, blah, off. I don't know if I can handle this, but you know what? I've done it for a reason, because it built my character up. It made me mentally stronger and also for the football side of it, it was brilliant for me. I've said it before on here, I nearly played 100 games and I was still on the ground yeah, stuff. I know, yeah. So what were you doing? What kind of thing? So I'd be in the first team. Yep. I'd be in the first team. Bear in mind, played on a Saturday, brought the boys in the first team dressing room. I'd be in the reserve team, then I was moved into the first team dressing room. I'd be going out the first team dressing room after training, going and getting changed and whatever and putting your old, <laughs> I want to start your work really. I'd go back to the first team, bear in mind I'm number six in the dressing room. I'm chapping the door to go back in and asking Danny, is it okay to come in and tidy up the gear? I'm playing with Danny at that particular time. And I'm getting into lift the boots up, lift the train gear. And I'm playing half half these guys weren't they playing yeah. in the dressing room. Wow. And I'm cleaning their kit. And I loved every moment of it. I loved every Honestly, moment. Honestly, yeah. Oh, I loved every... It was the best days of my life. I'd be, Only Archdeacon, Paul McStay, mm-hmm. John Sludden, God rest them. Fantastic times. Great fun. You could hear all the stories for nearly mocking God rest them, sitting there telling you. And it was always... Ex-players coming in. You talk about ex-players coming into the round about the club and the feel for the club and superstars. The Lisbon Lions walking in to see Neil and that. And it was magic. You know, Bobby Murdoch and my hero and that. And I'm looking oh, at him, think, wow. wow. You Bobby know, Murdoch was there as well. Yeah. Bobby'd walk in. Yeah. And every player would come in at that particular time. And you see, there they be things. I'd begin home to say, my mum and dad. I just seen. I spoke to Bobby Murdoch. Bobby Murdoch. And he wow. knew my name. <laughs> and he knew my name. Yeah. You know, things like that. And it was amazing. And that's what the small details. You can't learn that. You can't learn it, Paul. 
you have to be brought up in that, you know, you have to understand mm -hmm. that. You cannot learn that and nothing replaces that. Their memories are living me, well, I'm 58 now and they still sit as if so bright in front of me at this moment in time. When I seen these guys, they made my heart beat, you know, well, blimmin' hell, mm -hmm. I'd love to be one of, the, one of these guys one of these days. And that didn't matter. And that, that's the feel you had. And that's what you've got to have. If you don't have that, it's a waste of time turning up to your work. And that means you give more. Oh, I, 90, I mean, 90% yeah. of the time I, I loved it. But sometimes I would walk from Belsall train station down to a lot of your estate with my mum and dad and I would think to myself, oh, you're knackered. You're <laughs> but do you know what? Yeah. I'm doing what a normal guy would do. Sure. I'm, I'm lucky to be kicking a ball about here. So you've got to do the hard graft as well. And it's tough. But do you know what? It's It, it makes you. It, it makes you mentally tougher mentally stronger and a lot of people say ah it's easy to say that but I, I tell you that was a brilliant brilliant grounding but we me. didn't know it was a test we didn't know you were waiting on the bus my bus came every hour and a half it was a 35 big green double decker I always remember. Uh, what big green <laughs> one was that? <laughs> what big green? That was the Eastern Scottish bus. Right. I used to ride through Bells Hill. You let four buses go past. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> on that blue one. It's going to that Midland one. But it was at that particular time. And you say, but you didn't know. And Barry's right. You'd go to your bed, you'd go home and you'd have your dinner. Then you'd be falling into your bed. But then you'd be up again. And you'd be away at half past seven the next morning again. And it was brilliant. It wasn't a chore. And you miss out on a lot of things you don't see your mates mm. and your mates are doing things but you know what see if you have to do what you, you have to do to make it as a footballer you do it absolutely you do it you do the, the hard yards um, and I, I don't think that happens enough now I'm not saying you, you go back to that right not for one minute but you need to bring in some sort of grounding for the, the, the young guys um, nowadays and it's not about coaching listen a big part of it is coaching but it's about letting them understand the situations you've been in and sitting down with them and explaining what it really takes yeah, it takes good ability no doubt about it um, hard work working on things but also the mental side it's a big part of the game as well but Ben Barry would go with tournaments I'm sure it was the same because it was the same as at Celtic I knew the coaches were watching everything we'd done everything mm. how we mixed when we were on the tour who was good teammates whether you were the best player it didn't matter mm. but the good teammates can they travel together can they spend time together by the way, bear in mind there was no such thing as PlayStations or anything like no, that. No, and you weren't getting on social media saying no, that absolutely. we'll be hungrier next season. <laughs> no, we'd be sitting, we'd be sitting there talking to yeah. each other about football. We kicked that off, Barry, with uh, last night. Somebody came on and said that the Rangers dressing room uh, has missed Jimmy Bell, and that influence that he had as well and then it led to who's going to come in at Rangers who knows about the club Michael Beale it's early days people respect him as a coach like a lot of what he's doing um, he hasn't done a lot wrong hasn't managed to beat Celtic when you hear these stories do you feel sometimes it would be good if the players at Rangers and new people come in should know what it's about to get there and it's not just saying about the yeah, boy and white the green and white it's about people yeah. there to let them know it and listen Jimmy was a prime example don't get me wrong man you walk through that door whether he's you signed for five million or you were in a free transfer. He let you know what it was all about and he will be, no doubt. But mm. there's, there still is other people within the club that do understand what, what, what it takes. But um, it is different. Do I believe that there should be other people running about the club who have rep represented Rangers for a playing side? Yes, I do. I think it's important they always have that. But listen, listen, Rangers, are, are, I'll make their, their, their own decisions on that. You've got a lot to thank Walter Smith and Archie Knox for. Not, not least in John make... McGregor and John Brown and my youth coach, John yeah. Chalmers. 
I, I, I can go on, but every one of them, they never made it easy for me. But I don't think you, you should get anything easy in life. You've got to work for it. And you can make good toast now. Because they'd send them back if you didn't like the toast. <laughs> I, I used to go up and down that marble stair. I don't know how many times. Um, it was uh, soggy or too much butter on it. Or Then I would, you know, the big urn, the big metal yeah, yeah. for the tea. Yeah. No, you, you had to put four or five tea bags in it. Yeah. You're doing it stewed or it's God, yeah. I'll not tell you what I've done yeah, there a couple of times. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the but, thing I'm saying, Paul. That he doesn't yeah. realise yeah. at that particular time the toast was probably perfect. Exactly. Mm. But you just want to see how he reacts to it. Can I, oh. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! It's Go Radio Football Show Wednesday evening. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. Let's go on the lens. George is on in Bathgate, a Rangers fan. Good evening, George. It's all right? Yeah, good, thanks. You okay? No, I live in the dream, boys. Live in the dream. <laughs> um, what else in Bathgate, of course? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I sent the universe, Bathgate. Sent the universe. <laughs> uh, just we had thought about the. I was going to hang with Barry's been a wee bit here, a wee bit. Um, come back. That's just been a disgraceful season for me, Barry. As far as I'm concerned, uh, season's finished. We've still got a, a game against our biggest rivals to go. Uh, still got another couple of games to go, but for me, the season's finished. Now I looked at that. Um, that team of the season came out yesterday, Barry, and I had James Tavernier and Malik Tillman. And I've been uh, thinking we Malik Tillman's had a good season for us this season. I think he's had a good season, but I don't think he deserves to be in the team of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't think any Rangers players deserve to be in the team of the year this year. Um, and I would go as far as saying, I think I would just, if I was uh, Michael Beale, I'd probably show my strength as a manager and take all these guys out. Guys that's just not, not showed up for us, Barry, no, no looked interested. Uh, maybe they didn't even want to be there take them out of the team and put these young lads you're just talking about the other now put them in and just give them a bit of, uh, a few games kind of the last few games of the season again people say it's maybe no fair doing that the young lads but I would do it as a point uh, can you have not been good enough for me this season and I'm going to put my, uh, my stamp my authority here and I'm going to tell you you're not going to be here next season as simple as that mm-hmm. and I thought we'd maybe possibly need four and five I think I think heard you saying four and five as well Barry first team players um, Realistically, looking at that lot we've been left with this season, I think we probably need six or seven by then. It's maybe a big turnout to get, but I think that's what we really need because I think we've been absolutely shocking this season. And that's for taking on away for the team that win it. I'm not going to yeah. take on away for them because they've been good, but at the end of the day, we've been absolutely shocking by it. A bit of an embarrassment, if I'm honest. Yep, yeah, I mean, I, I did say um, five or six a few months back, but I, I changed a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm thinking 10. Eight, nine, ten players uh, this season. But going on your point about the the young ones, I would have no problem with Divine Lowry and King coming in and playing. I just don't know. I know King's been injured. I know Lowry's been injured. He's some personal in you, uh, issues. Sorry. And young Divine, I've got to be honest with you. When he came into the team earlier on in the season, he actually played left back, and I thought he was outstanding for three games. So I, I'm I'm with you, George. I would have no problems putting these young guys in and seeing how the the court with especially Saturday but also cope with the, the last three games mm. of the season but that's depending on how fit they are I, I, I honestly don't know um, but the three young ones we're just speaking about it mm. for 20 minutes there. I'm passionate about it and do you know what see if they're good enough and they're shown enough put them in and they'd be hungry enough wouldn't they well they should be they're playing with Rangers Paul mm. But there's not been enough <laughs> if hungry not, if they're, no. not, if they're not hungry yeah. enough well they, 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 they shouldn't um, be there but there's no doubt Lowry the snippets that I've seen him this season 
he looks a, a quality operator King I thought came in at a difficult period and done really well when there was a right few injuries and young Devine as I said he got three games and then he was he was put back out of the team but he played in a foreign position he played left back he's predominantly a, a right back but these are the young guys now if they're good enough if they come in they'll stay in Peter Barry's saying maybe 8, 9 maybe 10 new players oh, I, yeah. I think no doubt about it yeah well yeah. you look at if I'm saying George George I'm surmising you yeah. go to the Rangers games and whatever I'm saying to George if you look at your centre backs and your goalkeeper so you'll think you'll need a goalkeeper if Alan McGregor goes I'm surmising you think that anyway George so you'll be looking at your centre backs you've got three centre backs here would you keep the three of them would you bring someone else in and that's what I think you've got to do that's what Rangers have got to look at now Barry Nats obviously saying you need a number nine I think everybody notices that you need a number nine would you get money for Davies at the moment? Yeah. He seems to be I, out of favour. I, I think yeah. there'll be a goalkeeper. I think there'll be another yeah. centre half. I think another defender. Jack a central, Butland, a central midfielder, and three or four in the forwards area. Sorry, Jack Butland. Do you think that might happen still? The keeper. Yeah, along with Bobby McCrory. Yeah, I mean, I thought young McCrory. I don't know what George. I thought he'd done excellent. That's his third game. Um, clean sheet. He looks apart. There's no doubt about it. And he's no young now. McCrory yep. he's 23 stroke 24 um, so this is his opportunity to go and say right Michael Beal instead of you going out I know Jack Butlin's a free transfer but look I'm I'm still here because I think John McLaughlin will go that was uh, mentioned that a week or so ago he was one of the ones that was um, wanting to leave he's got a year left his contract so yep I, I would reckon what's that three four five six, uh, yeah I'm, I'm going for in between seven and ten players that will come through the George. door George I, I can't disagree with that. I would say 7 or 10 as well. I, I honestly can't. I mean, a goalkeeper, um, a right-back, centre-half, a couple of midfielders, and if, for what the reports we're hearing, the big co-op maybe going as well. We're going to need two or three to mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. Again, that's, that's a massive overhaul, but it's something you've got today. It might not work straight away bringing um, all these guys in, but sort of, like I said, it's good to work here. You've got to make it work. If a manager, a player will make it work. And you're talking about the young laddies. We keep on saying about young laddies. <laughs> Uh, Barry, what age were you um, when you were in the Champions League and that? So, Ken, they're, they're not really young laddies. They're going to either they're going to make it, or they're not going to make it. Rangers, a young boy, Lovelace. I think he's a cracking young player. Um, the boy, young boy, uh, Robbie. You, I mean, realistically, we could bring four or five young guys into our team um, and just give them a chance. And I came on the first thing I said when I came on here, living the dream. The young laddies are living the dream. And like Barry says, if they're not going to make it, they're not going to make it. Now's the time to find out. Um, Robbie McCrory let's find out about Robbie McCrory I think he does a decent enough keeper but let's see if he's going to handle it um, under the pressure an old Firm game he's done it before again an old Firm game and a couple of games yep. going at the end of the season I think he's a cracking keeper we just need to give these young guys a chance now see, see, see if these young, young see if a young player's shown promise shown a good attitude I'm a big believer in sink or swim throw them in well, honestly you have, well you have to but you, you wouldn't get your chance and you wouldn't have stayed in what age were you? When you went into the Champions League. Oh, Champions League, I was just turned 19. 19, wow. Right, 19, yeah. 18 was playing your, well, yours was the European Cup then. Yeah, of Before the Champions yeah. League, so it was European Cup we were playing in. So, 18, the same big trophy. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. you were 18, but you were in and out and it was against Champions League, Russia wow. and Champions League. So, you were Yugoslavia. 18, yeah. you were 19, you were the captain then at 20, just going on 22. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But it's, it, listen, it's slightly different now because of the, the numbers in the first team squad. And we've got to understand that. And I, that's why my argument is about the B team. You know, yeah. how often does the manager get to see them playing? Because they play on a Saturday also. Yeah. And we know the reasons why so that in the Lowland League. Yeah. So, and they jump for the Lowland League to represent Rangers. Talking about Robbie McCroy, I really like Robbie. But if Jack Bottlin's fully fit, 
Jack Bolton's an excellent goalkeeper. You like a, him. A yeah. Big size, stature, Six experience. Five. And we're talking about Van Veen. Let's get back to normal. I don't know what you think here, George. You need to get Rangers winning as well. It's okay saying bringing four or five, six young ones in. The Rangers fans won't accept it if they're not winning games of football. They have to win in Scotland first and foremost. And to do that, that allows you to put the young ones in here and there because they're playing with a team full of confidence. What you don't want to do is put these young boys in all together and Rangers are getting battered every week because the Rangers fans won't stand for that either. It's, it's the same across road. Celtic wouldn't stand for it either. You know, so it's so, so George, important. Yeah. Van Veen, uh, it's, it's never going to happen that you're going to get yeah, five exactly. or six, but you always get one that's going to come in and stay in. When that one player comes in and stays in, then it's up to the... I mean, I get looked after. Yeah, I, I could look after myself, but also the guys that I was playing against, I, I knew when I was looking side by side or behind me or in front of me, I'm thinking to myself, well, if I'm going to struggle a wee bit at times, I know they're going to dig me out a hole. Can I say that just now? With a, If a young player comes in, I, I'm not too sure there's enough leaders um, at this moment in time. Well, as we look through the group, there are people are talking about James losing his captaincy. And we're saying, well, who'd be the captain then? Because you don't see it through the group. Barry's talking about that. Danny McGrain, mm -hmm. my, just on my right-hand side here. Danny McGrain. Yeah. I'd draw mm -hmm. you aching right behind me. I'd Paul McStay, okay, he was only about a year or two older than me. You know, Tommy Burns. Mm -hmm. David Province, mm -hmm. all these guys, Murdo McLeod. You know, I had all these guys run about me. Yeah. So I wasn't in there myself with five or six other young sure. ones. You know, so they all helped you get back into there. Uh, but it was to be successful. And I think people have got to realise, Rangers have got to be success successful here first. So to do that, they maybe have to, in the short term, bring in a couple of, well, for me, ready-made first-team players if they're going to go into the transfer I, market. I, I think the vast majority of signings have got to come straight, straight in. The absolutely, team. 100. I and and I think Michael knows that. I think Michael Beale knows that um, he's got to get probably every single one spot on, which is a big, big ask. You know what it's like signing a players. It's okay going and getting good players. It's okay sitting down. But the proofs in the pudding when they walk out that tunnel and you've got 52,000 fans <laughs> breathing down your neck demanding after 10 minutes that you better be winning a game of football. George, come back in. What about the Van Veen then? Would you like Kevin to join for next season? I, I think I think that's maybe the route we've maybe got to go down if I'm honest because I, I, I agree with what um, Barry was saying, Barry was saying a second ago there. I think first and foremost we've got to start winning domestically first. See this, that's fantastic going and playing against Liverpool's and Real Madrid. Well, that's brilliant, absolutely great for all these people. But let's start winning in our lane league first. Let's start getting something in the trophy cabinet. Um, and if that means bringing guys in, we've done it before, Barry. I think uh, guys we've signed in the, in the past, guys like um, the boy Rafe Dundee, we signed Gavin Rafe Dundee, I think he came in. Um, the, the Georgian boy we got for Dundee as well guys have come in who've done well in our league it's sort of, uh, some folk are a wee bit posh or they can't be going and doing that but that's the first thing I'd be going and doing you're, you're talking about bringing in 10 players mm -hmm. the first thing I'd be going and doing is bringing in guys who've done it domestically in our mm -hmm. league first who scored against um, our biggest rivals who scored against Hertz who's had good games against Hertz and things like that because that's it. I think that's the route you've got to go down you're talking about bringing in young laddies and that. I mean uh, Danny Wilson came in and if you look really about Danny Wilson, who did he had Barry Ferguson in front of him, Kevin Thompson in front of him, he had um, big Davy Weir at the side of him. I mean, there's three captains straight away. So first of all, I think you've got to bring in guys who are leaders, guys who want to be there, and guys who want to be winners, first of all, and then you can talk okay. about bringing in young lads. Look, we, we all want to have a, a team fully homegrown. It's never going to happen, but we, you need to get one every season coming into that first team. But he makes a good point, George. I've played teams, the proof's there. We've seen Billy Dodds, Kenny yeah. Miller, 
Stephen Naismith, Chris Boyd. Chris Boyd. Guys like that who have you've no signed for a lot of money and come in and done a brilliant, brilliant job. And I think there is good players. We mentioned Van Veen's the, the talk of the town just now because he's scoring goals. But if you're going to get him for a good price and he's got good experience, he scored goals this season with a club in the bottom half of the, of the table. Yeah. Why would you not look at that? Here's what the manager said about Robbie McCrory. Yeah, of course. I look, Robbie, uh, I spoke to him probably the first week when I come in. Then there's an element of trust because it went for a period where he was injured for a long time and uh, he come back, he's had a couple of B-team games and he's warmed up to this uh, performance day. He's been over-ready, I've said that before and, and I thought you put in a strong performance today and I think we've got three good goalkeepers. We've got a young one that needs exposure and he needs an opportunity for himself as much as anybody else. I think Robbie just wants the opportunity for himself to show that he's a really good goalkeeper. And let's not forget, he was in the Scotland squad not too long ago. So if he's playing, I'd expect him to go back in it. George has got everyone talking there, Peter, hasn't he? That's a good, positive. He, he just wants it to be better next season. Well, he's, he's right, as I said earlier on, he wants them to be good domestically. That's the most important thing for Rangers first. You've got to take these small steps. And to do that, you have to have the players ready. And if they're not ready, they don't deserve the opportunity. I understand that 100%. And it's a lot tougher for the younger ones to step up now, as I say, because of the situation, the way things are. And at Celtic and Rangers, you have to win right away. But to get in there, you don't want to get in there and think, well, I'll put this young boy in because he's done all right, he looks not bad, and I want to keep him at the football club, yep. which I've heard a lot of clubs used to do. If we don't keep him, people talked about Ben Doak going to Liverpool yep. if he doesn't play in the Celtic first team. But if the manager doesn't think he's ready for the first team and he moves on, hey, that's life. If you sure. want to run before you can walk, <laughs> you know, that's fine. That's a decision he had to make. And Celtic went, OK, we'll let it go. And he's done tremendous for Liverpool by all accounts. But that's the situation you end up with now. The players go somewhere else and they still don't get a game. Barry, final word to George before he goes. He said play the younger players for this Saturday yeah, against Celtic. It's not a case here. I don't think you should just play them because they're young no. players. They've got to show that they're good enough. First and foremost in training. They've shot it, certainly for me, got to show a right good attitude. And I'm sure if they do that and they show the manager that, I'm sure he would, he would give them the, the opportunity. You just heard them about young McCrory there. He's had a good chat with him. He's been injured. He's played a few BT games, showed a good attitude, and he's been ready for a, a number of weeks. He, he was given the opportunity on Sunday against Aberdeen, and that's why I think he'll start the game against Celtic on Saturday because he, he produced the goods. George, thanks a lot for calling. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers, George. In fact, it's silence there, but uh, yeah, quick break and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Heading towards the big games this weekend. Let's look at the other games before we go back to Rangers Celtic lunchtime on Saturday with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. I should say, first of all today, what about the change at Dundee? The manager has gone just days after winning it. Gary Bohr is gone? Unbelievable, but Blackpool. unfortunately, yeah, yeah, it looks very much yeah. like that, you know. And listen, we know, and someone made a point yesterday that these managers used to come up, sit, and then all of a sudden they have a flat up here to go back down the road. They've got to understand for a manager's role, yeah. if it, the shoe is another foot and he hadn't done particularly well, oh, he'd be he'd out, get, sure. out the door and he's brought his family up and going to school and that. So they've got to understand that's yeah. the reason behind that. Not not because they don't want to show their commitment, because yeah. Gary's shown his commitment. Sure. He's got the team promoted. That was their job at the start of the season to do yeah. that. You, you wouldn't say it's the strongest Dundee team and he's still got them over the line. So you've got to tip your hat to him in that respect. 
But as I say, getting into the uh, the Premier League is a completely different kettle of fish. I mean, listen, it'll be interesting to see who gets that job. Now, I know Callum's getting mentioned but strongly, so that, that'll be interesting. Callum Davidson, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know Blackpool well, Barry. You were there. You played there. You managed them. Yeah, as well. a big roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the team? Oh, or is that? <laughs> used to go down there <laughs> September weekend and all that. Yeah, yeah. That was my my holidays. Mum and dad used to take me down there, and my dad got a bonus. It'd be down to Torquay. Oh, you oh, you were big time then, weren't you? Uh, we I went to St Anne's near Blackpool. It was kind oh. of, you know. uh, yeah, but listen, there, yeah. obviously there's new owners there. Yeah. It's a different club. I know they get relegated, but he said he's been the manager there previously. Um, and he got them promoted yeah that's right. yeah he did so and I think his family his granny juices are still based down in Lancashire I think yeah. that's the that's area. where he's been in isn't he look yep, at the turnover so. of managers here Barry so next season do you think mm-hmm. it's, is it going to be Callum Davidson I hadn't thought of that is he going to be the new manager uh, well he's, he's in with a, a shout mm-hmm. he's obviously out of a job you've got um, other managers that are are out of, of, of jobs who would best it's crazy Jack man. Ross is he going to come back yeah, it's all the usual yep. suspects that get mentioned yep. with with jobs, but I, I think that's a tough, tough gig because you mm. obviously get him promoted. He moves down to England, and whoever comes in will be expected to keep him in. Mm-hmm. But it depends on budgets. Budget. That, that's exactly because I, I agree with Grant. If you look at Dundee, listen, I'm a big believer in the league table doesn't lie. Whoever finishes top has been the best or the most consistent. But uh, if you look at the squad, I think there's a fair bit of work needed um, done to the, the Dundee squad. Who's the manager though? Gordon Strachan's director of football, isn't he, Peter? Would you have a name for next season? Would you do it? I, I, well, I don't understand some ways. I've not said this to you during the break either. 25 years in English football at the top level and yet you were back briefly here but it was Covid time so... But that, yeah, listen, the Dunfermline. Yeah. The damn final thing, as I say, in the cup competition went really well and the league competition, yeah, unfortunately sure. not. Did four losses, Paul, seven defeats or something. And obviously people remember that, but of course you'd love to be back involved in football. You know, that's, Barry will tell you, everybody loves being on the grass when you've played and it's the closest you can get and that camaraderie and everything you got. Trying what to would build you do a with team. Dundee? Sorry to jump in. They do need new players yeah, of course for the Premiership. Do. But well, you've got to be very, very well organised and very well coached. That's what you've got to do. That's for sure. Because if you're not going to have the finances to be able to support your manager in that respect, you have to get the best out of the players you can afford. So you have to be very well organised. Because if you look at Dundee just now, would you say they're stronger in Ross County, Kilmarnock? No, no you no. wouldn't. Livingston, any of them, you would say absolutely not. And look at how hard it is for these teams in the Premier League. So you have to be very well coached and you've just got to spend a lot of time with your players trying to improve them, trying to get them better, trying to have them organised. And, and trying to have a go. Especially, you know the Celtic Rangers games are difficult. Sure. They're games you've got to say, well, look... Okay, Fine. but the other games you've got to try and close that gap and that's not easy that's not easy even between the other ones because finances will be completely different as well Barry is it hard to break into I'm not talking in your case in Peter's case isn't yeah, it, I, isn't I, it I mentioned that yeah. about uh, previous I think yeah. I mentioned it a number of times I think as managers get older they tend to get forgot about but I'm a big believer you can't buy experience same age as Ange Postacoglu you look younger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Posta Coglu looked younger. <laughs> but I, no, I, I, I don't, don't think mind you that. can buy experience yeah. and I, I yeah, think sometimes sure. we, oh, the new modern day coaches coming through it, and brilliant, mm. there is a lot of good, mm. brilliant young coaches but also I still think there's plenty of opportunities for good experienced managers like Granny's Strange. been about to get you just mentioned there 25 yeah, years down exactly. in England come up here done well at mm. Alloa yeah. sometimes it doesn't go right but that doesn't that should never deny you for getting another opportunity. Biggest problem is, you know, in football in general, now it's an opportunity what the other people want. 
if I put a CV in, Paul, no, I'm not being disrespectful. If I didn't get the job, then I'd be questioning it. So then it's got to be something else. It's got to be your personality. I love being in front of someone to talk to because yeah. you can tell about your football. And I think the proof's been in the pudding with the teams that I've tried to build and the way they've tried to do them. So I've tried to coach them in a certain way, completely different from my style of yeah. play. But I've always uh, people enjoyed watching this play. So that was it. And I have no problem with that. That was what I wanted to do. And I've, I've thankfully I've managed to... Allo, I sold our first player in I don't know many years and young Kevin O'Hara. I've been taking him from nowhere and all of a sudden I made a lot of good young uh, loan players. You know, and it was terrific. I really enjoyed it. And I've missed it every single day I've been out it. But that's football, you know. So at the end of the day, people make a decision. No problem. You know what they look for, Granny? Nice presentation. You'll get your laptop open. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big yeah. Bubbles come out the <laughs> side. iPads. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think that's me. For. <laughs> I think the proof's got to be on the part. No, no, yeah, no, exactly. No, no. I, I think, listen, anybody can come in and and talk the back legs off a, a donkey. <laughs> no, no, honestly. Well, Barry, Barry made anyway. that point, didn't he? Barry Robson made yeah, that point the other day. He said it's not about laptop coaches, he said it's about people on the pitch yeah. who can work with players. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'd say that's probably my strength as well, you know, working with the players and whatever. So, but at the end of the day, I've, I've, I've yeah. never fell out of love with football. No. People say you're a mug, my wife thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I love it and I love getting up out of my bed every morning to go to it when I was a player and it was the exact same as a manager. I never one day didn't look forward to my job, people, I must admit. People get impressed with sound bites and big words, mm. fancy. Dan I, I think see if you're going for a job why not get them out for an hour and go and coach sure. and then watch four managers that you're interested mm. in and see who does the best session the late great Jerry that's, Gordon that's where you come alive when you speak to them and that's where you, you do your talk when you're on the pitch similar when you played you do the, you should do your talk with your feet when you're as a coach you're out in the grass and you make sure you put a good session on first and foremost that the players enjoy but it's also hard um, so I, I, I think a lot of that's interesting you're saying that Barry you know because to say Don Fermlin I get the phone call for Ross MacArthur out the blue asking me about interested in Don Fermlin I went and spoke to Ross for about six hours but within half an hour he'd say to me I want you to consider yourself as the manager of Don Fermlin so that was great but obviously I've got some questions to ask back and you're, I'm saying to him like, well, why, is, why, why do you think this? Or why do you think that? Bear in mind there was a German consortium coming in sure as well. Just come in. Yep. So they were saying they really liked the way Aloha played. So for me, that was refreshing. They knew. They, they, we'd played they against them. We'd give them them yep. a hard time yep. a few times. And bear in mind that my last game for Aloha, we beat them Fermlin. Um, but they liked to wait. But we get relegated that season. Three, as I say the season before we were excellent we were on a 12 game unbeaten run all these things then we were going into the relegation da 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 but we still never changed we had really good players guys who worked so hard but were talented boys and they enjoyed watching them but that was interesting they gave me the job out the way Aloha played and I think that's the only way you can do it it's like going to watch a player yeah. How do you know if he's a good player? Sure. You can't watch on the telly. You need to watch you, them You can't live. watch a video. Yeah. Like, what's his movement like? If he's not, if it's a centre forward, I've got to see his movement. James, can we do another hour tonight? <laughs> no, James says yes. <laughs> we'll, ch- we'll just check with Joe afterwards. Uh, right, James we'll- is all right. But- <laughs> we'll come back to that next week, Peter. Um, last five minutes. Can you believe it? We've got five minutes left in the programme. Uh, what about this weekend? Aberdeen, Hibs. We talked about Dundee United, Ross County. Killy against Livingston. Barry, what are you thinking? West of Scotland Station. We're getting worried about Killy, aren't we? Yeah, but Killy at home. Yeah. Home form, good. Yep. I'm all. going to yeah I'm going to go with a a, a Kilmarnock two one one because Livingston were poor last weekend there up at Ross County um, so yep I'm going to go Kelly I'm going to throw St Mirren hearts to you Peter everyone delighted that Saints are in the the top half I think St Mirren will win that yeah. I think St Mirren will win it because I think 
Stevie's done a fantastic job there. He'll be disappointed last weekend. Um, and I think he'll have these boys back punching again. We'll go through all the other ones tomorrow. I'll just ask you, Aberdeen Hibs, who's going to win that one then? Because we're thinking Aberdeen. about the third spot. Think Aberdeen, Aberdeen. Peter, you reckon. And uh, yeah, we'll talk more tomorrow night. We're just four days away from, or three days, aren't we? Three days away from the big game. Uh, we've got your team, Barry. We've got yours, Peter. Barry, how are Rangers going to approach the game against the champions? Are they really going to go for it? Can they well, afford got to? to yeah. Paul, that, that's four games. Uh, yeah. I, I said at the start, four games Michael Beale's been up and it's four defeats mm-hmm. two in cup competitions and um, you need to get the monkey off your back as quickly as possible look I know Celtic it looks to me are going to win the treble no been disrespect to Cali Thistle they're going to win a treble Celtic have been so dominant Rangers need to to get a result I know I keep saying I, I feel I keep repeating myself every single old firm game but they need to beat Celtic they do they need to find a way whether that's it do you know what I would take absolute been absolute hopeless Celtic yeah. dominating missing 10-15 chances and winning the game 1-0 I'd take that all day long and I'm sure Michael Beale would absolutely 100%. I'm sure the Rangers fans would as well and given the fact it's all Rangers fans so there's 51 52,000 there uh-huh. what would you say to the Rangers fans to just I, give I the time give the team time during the match don't get frustrated no, no. but that, that's just what happens at Rangers right. listen okay. the demand they're, yeah. they're very demanding I had never I, I like that actually yeah. I like that okay. that part of yeah. it and I used to always say to the, the guys new guys you've got 10 minutes yep you've got 10 minutes to go here <laughs> and if you're not sure. producing the goods yeah. and we've not scored they're going to start getting a bit um, unhappy so it's up to you to go out and, and um, drive the team on and do something about it and that's generally what the teams I played uh, with done Peter, Celtic? Oh, well, I went there with a team with no supporters mm-hmm. at that particular game and we went one nothing up and Rangers equalised with deflected. I think it was Mikhailichenko off the wall. Um, and it was great for us because the Rangers fans, as Barry says, were on the players' backs and making it difficult for them. You know, and they, they were right good side at that particular time. And it is difficult. I think the manager's conversation with the Celtic boys is and Callum McGregor as the captain will be leading them and saying, listen, let's go and turn Rangers over in their own patch with all their fans here. That's the way I'd be speaking to them. What a fantastic feeling that would be, you know, to go and win that game there at Ibrox with all their supporters there. And that, I'm sure Michael Beale will be the opposite. He'll be saying the exact same. Listen, let's give the fans something to get into the summertime with, with a victory against Celtic. That's the way he's got to be because it's not about all tactics and this and that. It's about winning. In this game, win. That's just finding do. a way. Absolutely, finding a way, and it's been sore. Listen, I'll be honest with you, it's sore. It is, but at the end of the day, we're going to sit here and, and kid anybody on. Um, they have been a better team, even if Rangers. You had Michael Beale been decent between the boxes. But where does it really matter? We've spoke about it. It's in both boxes, and Rangers have uh, have not been good enough. So. They need to try and get that spot on. I would rather there be garbage between both boxes <laughs> and a men's in, in yeah. both boxes. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, it's all just about winning. Don't worry about that. It's, it's, got, a all that stuff. it's got a draw written oh. all over it. <laughs> a boring nil-nil. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, well, one thing is, the Celtic manager, no matter what they've done in the Celtic players' credit to them, they've been out to win every single game and tried to win every... Whether they've played great or whether they've not played great, they've been out to try and win every single game. Who are we going to be talking about then, Peter, in the last 45 seconds? Half of it's yours. Is it a Kyogo day? I'm just trying to think. Who, who yes, you it is. It's Kyogo. Yeah, because that's the, dif- the difference maker. Always has. Barry, for Rangers? Hopefully John Suter, because he marks him out the game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Sakala. <laughs> 
Yeah, up, listen, up I, he had another couple of opportunities at the weekend. Um, he's, he's just not a natural goal scorer, Sakala. Um, listen, I, I don't care who it is, as long as Rangers try and get the victory against Celtic. Thanks so much, Barry. We'll see you again on Monday. Yeah. You'll be with us my then. Daughter's yeah. birthday Friday. Oh, fantastic save. 21. 21. Oh, wow. Cara's 21. Cara, have a fantastic he's just party. Old. He's yeah. getting older. <laughs> Cheers. Peter, enjoy the next few days. Thanks very much, And Paul. you'll be back as well early next week. Thanks very much, everyone. Tomorrow night, Andy Walker will be here and Stephen McGinn. The news is next and then Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistleberry Road, Hamilton.